Hey y'all, welcome to the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Hosted by me, Fetty Young. I'm interested in exploring the role of being a traditional wife, aka trad wife, but I have no idea how to make that happen, let alone be successful at it. A trad wife is a traditional wife or housewife who embraces a more traditional structure in their marriage. The husband is the majority provider while the wife is the caretaker of the home and the children. I'm in my late 20s, I work as a data analyst, and the majority of the people in my community look down on the idea of me being a traditional wife. So it's been tough to find a mentor that can talk to about this. Hence, I created this podcast to share my journey as I reach out to different people who have been successful. I feel there has to be others like me who are interested in exploring traditional marriage but simply lack the connections needed to learn what it truly takes to enter and sustain a successful traditional marriage. Wish me luck on this journey. Anything is possible, right? Part 4 Stay-at-home moms are isolated and miserable. If you, I mean, spend, you know, a couple of days with a two-year-old or a six-year-old, you know, I don't see how anybody can be miserable spending time with those adorable little people, you know, regardless, you know, whether they're 13 or 14, I think if you work on having a good relationship with, with your children, keeping a balance in um, the things that you want to teach them and keeping a balance and having a happy home and discipline, discipline, you know, when it's necessary. I didn't find myself to be isolated. I always had other people I could spend time with. And if I were to, I would say that I don't, I would say that I am more a, a um, as far as my personality type, I am more of an introvert. I am not an outgoing person. And I would think even if I was an outgoing person, I think those would be traits that would be positive when, when it comes to being a stay-at-home mom. You know, maybe an outgoing mother would have a, a larger friend group, you know? So um, I don't, I think if someone is miserable in whatever it is that they do, I don't, well, Sticking to being a stay-at-home mom, if someone is miserable at doing it, I think they might need to, you know, take a look at why they're doing it, you know, maybe, you know, take a break, you know, maybe, you know, get a part-time job or maybe find a hobby that they can really just really throw themselves into. So I think staying focused on the task that you're doing, if someone finds themselves being you know, miserable, like, oh, this is too much. I'm, you know, tired of doing it, you know. I would say that there's one thing that I incorporated into my scheduling. We did 180 school days a year. And there was a time where I think when I started off, we started in September and got out in June. And as time went on, I wanted more time for myself in there. And so we would start in like maybe the first week of August and we would end, I think the end of May. And there were a lot of personal days, you know, where they wouldn't have school. And we would usually do it on a Friday or Monday because, you know, make it a long weekend. 
So those were peppered throughout the school year. Winter break was probably like two or three weeks. Spring break was probably like a week. You'd be surprised how many days you can get in there where there was no school. And I would also look at my local school <coughs> calendar to see what days were holidays. Maybe there might be something going on at a at the library or a community center so they could, you know, take advantage of those things. So that was one thing that I did to so that it wasn't such a grind for me as well as for them, you know. And those were always days that we always look forward to, you know, just, you know, do whatever, you know, like stay in my bed clothes the whole day. So putting those days in there was very, very handy, you know. They I said, if I asked them, would you like a shorter summer and more days off from the school year? They were all for it. And I'm like, oh, you know, so that's one thing that that I did so that everything wasn't such a grind, you know, because, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was a lot as a, as a homeschool teacher. <laughs> push, push, push. Y'all you know. are going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and combine these ones. Stay-at-home moms are obsessed with their children and stay-at-home moms love to babysit other children. Am I obsessed with my kids? I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm not going to say that I wasn't. Were they my whole world? My family has always been my world, you know, my husband and our children. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being very, very involved with your children. Your mother was so much that, you know, the the things that that she did with you and you did with your friends coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always popping at um at Aunt Jerome and Betty's house. Always was always popping, you know, it was always something fun yeah, to do. I feel like um, we had princess tea parties like every other month. <laughs> princess tea parties. <laughs> You know, so I don't think there's anything wrong with being obsessed with their children. I, you know, that old song, George Benson sung it. I, um, I believe the children are our future. You know, they are our future. If you can raise a child that's happy, that's, you know, that knows how to, you know, problem solve, because there's so many, you know, troubles and issues you know, self-esteem issues, you know, depression, social anxiety. There are a lot of things that that our children have to deal with growing up. And it doesn't matter where they come from. These are issues that, that can touch anybody's child. So all the love that a parent can pour into their child and positivity gives them the strength for the things that they're going to battle out inside the world. You know, I, I look at self-esteem as something you pour into a child, belief in themselves, because the world is going to beat them up. The world is going to beat them up, you know, coming into adulthood and, you know, adulting is hard at any age. So being, if you're obsessed with your children and you pour into them, you know, love and discipline and a good work ethic, it's all the better armor for the things that they're going to face in life. What was the second, what was the other question? Part two. Stay at home moms love to babysit other kids. 
You're going to make me cuss now. <laughs> no. I, I would say that is absolutely a myth. I think there are parents out I think there are families out there, you know, mothers out there and fathers out there that love to entertain in general. But just because I'm a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean I want you to drop your kid off. I think the scope of that is more expansive if that person likes to entertain. But, you know, just to say, well, she's a stay-at-home mom, you know, go drop your kids off, you know, down the block, you know, she's always there with her kids. That doesn't mean I'm going to watch your kids and you might have baby kids. <laughs> you might, you know. So, no. <laughs> okay. And then... What, so in raising your kids, what would you say your, your village looked like? Cause you know, the, the saying is it takes a village to raise a kid. Village looked like their, their favorite aunt, their favorite auntie Rona, who they adore so much. Um, pop-pop. The three older ones. They loved him so, so, so much. You know? Um, they loved him so, so, so much. Those were some of the, those were the most important people in their life growing up, you know? Um, as far as the adults that were in their life. That's what it looked like, you know, the grandparents. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Rama. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's let's change gears a little bit. Um would so in being a stay-at-home mom and now all your kids are grown as well, would you ever read consider would you ever consider rejoining the job market i i i would i think i probably could find a little place where i could i could be a walmart reader i mean it wouldn't be like it was before since i've been out of the market so long and i don't know how employers look at you know you took a you know 30 year break you know but I would imagine that there's probably an employer out there that would open their doors to someone that's been on the job market for a long time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no just because I've been home for so long. You know, it might would take some doing. I might have to, you know, to seek outside help as far as finding something. But it's not something that I would close the door on. And you know, for any woman out there that you know, maybe. She stayed home, you know, for, you know, first three, four, five, six years they were in school and maybe like, like I have an auntie who was stay at home mom. And I would say when the youngest kid was probably like in high school, you know, she got a part-time job at a local fast food restaurant, you know, that she worked off and on. And then I think she got a job with the school district that she worked part-time. So there are a lot of, so she was one that, that I know went back in the job market. My aunt and in Anchorage, their first kids were twins, and I think she had like about two or three years left to get to go in retirement. They had been married for like six or seven years before they had kids, and she had been working probably since she was like in her 
early teens for the oil company. So she had put her time in and she never went back in the job market. She didn't, you know, her kids are all grown. She, she's been home ever since. So I would, I would definitely not, I, I would definitely say the door is not closed. And for anyone that wants to get back out there in the job market, whether she was, you know, finding a niche for herself, you know, to, you know, do her own thing, you know, don't be afraid to launch out into the beat. Would you ever go the entrepreneurial route to get back into the market? It is, it is something that I am thinking about. I've been quilting for, for five years and I would like to sell. I would like to sell my quilts. I'm good at it. You know, I'm not the one at any quilting shows, you know, because some of the stuff that they do is just like, it's amazing. I've seen some of those things, you know, but you know, just the basic, nice homey quilt. I make a good, a good quality quilt because I've been doing it for five years, self-taught. So that is something that is definitely on my plate. Definitely that I'd like to get into. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're getting close to the end of the session. So the next session section of this interview is self-care. So how, as a stay-at-home mom, what are ways that you kept up with your physical health, your mental health, and just practicing self-care overall? There were many times in my life where I did physical exercise. I used to bike. I used to, I used to walk. I used to walk this like really steep hill in Vancouver. So physical exercise, I would say anything that you can do that can just really ease your mind, you know, just makes you really, really chill, you know, um, whatever type of entertainment it might be. I have a family member that had filed bankruptcy and when they went to court, the judge said to them, I don't see entertainment in your list of write-offs. And the judge said the entertainment is important. You know, wow. um, I've always been a, a firm believer, just anything that you can do to balance and manage your stress. You know, like I said, there were times where I tell my husband, I'm going into the bathroom. I'm going to get in the tub. I'm going to candle. I'm turn on some music and I'm not going to hear nothing. If the kids are at the door, I'm not hearing anything, you know. So, you know, things like that. Or maybe I might go, you know, visit a friend or family member by myself, you know. You know, go to an event at church, you know. Anything that 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 I could do to just kind of um, manage my stress and, you know, laugh. Like the Bible says that, you know, laughter does the heart good like a medicine. It is so, so very important. It is so very important to do things to just blow off some steam, you know, to manage your stress because stress, stress kills, stress takes our health, you know, shortens our life. And it robs us of the moments that we could be happy if we would just take the time for self-care and anything that you can do that's preventative to manage the stress. I went through um, a really rough time in, in my life as far as health is concerned and On top of that, you know, doing that even during COVID, I would say for a lot of people that I've run into, how people have learned the things that are most important to them, the people that are most important to them, and how we had to come up with different things to 
manage our stress, you know, for, you know, times that we were all in lockdown, you know, you just can't pop up and go anywhere that you wanted to go until things just kind of opened up. So I think, you know, the world collectively had to learn to do things differently and on a personal level, you know, what things are really important to me, what things really, really, you know, make me happy, what things can I really, really find joy in, um, you know, find what those things are and, you know, and do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to close with a couple questions. So the first one, what do you think are the most important qualities for a stay-at-home mom or a s- aspiring stay-at-home mom to have? I think the, the number one quality is it has to be something that you want to do. You have to be um, set in your resolve that this is what you want to do if, if a, um, you know, I came out of the job market and it was something that I really, really wanted to do. And you have to, if you don't have a tough skin, you know, really develop a tough skin because there will be people out there that might, you know, try to talk you out of it, you know? So, and also I would say number three would be if you have a supportive partner, you're blessed. You know, I was definitely blessed with a supportive partner. So I think it being a mutual decision is important and it has to be something that this mom really, really wants to do that. She really wants to do the job market and stay home and raise her children and be ready, you know, to, you know, let that negativity, you know, just, you know, leave it outside. Okay. And last question, what advice would you give another woman who is considering being a stay-at-home mom or just in a traditional relationship in general? I think any young woman that is considering being a stay-at-home mom, if you've had examples of people that you've seen, you know, if you've been exposed to it from, you know, family friends or family members, I think that can be something beneficial, you know, to take a look at. If it's something that inspired you, realize that, you know, let's say you're going to quit your job, you know, and, you know, close out your career or table it for now. Um, Make make sure it's something that you really, really want to do. Because that's, I think that's going to really get you far. And the other, other, as far as like, you said like the the marital relationship that type thing having a, su- a supportive partner you know and that goes both ways deciding what the clear cut duties are going to be you know some people are more traditional some people you know um you know like i love to watch old movies and you know you know, the woman takes care of the home and, you know, the husband takes care of the stuff that's outside, you know. <clears throat> I've raked leaves. I've cut grass. I, when I was pregnant with our third child, we lived in um, Kittitas, which is the county that Ellensburg is in. And our porch was cement. It was like, I think it was like two steps. And 
they get a lot of snow in um, central Washington. So you'd be surprised if there was, you know, several inches, maybe, you know, a couple of feet of snow out there. And the lady lived next door to me. She was like a month or two ahead of me in pregnancy. And so I got our ice pick and I went out there and I chipped the ice off of the steps because I just kept thinking, you know, because he took care of, my husband took care of, you know, the, the drive, the, the, the steps and whatnot. So ours was always clear. And I went out there and I chipped the ice off and my husband came out. I said, I said, I got this, you know, but I was pretty pregnant. This was the winter time. So um, February, I might've been about five months pregnant. And when I was about 75% done, her boyfriend comes outside and says, oh, I guess I'll help you. I didn't know he was in the house. I didn't know he was there. You know, she had come out there and she was crying. She says, I just, I thank you so much. And like I said, she was further along than I was. And I said, I just, you know, I would hate to see you hurt yourself, you know, because there was like a couple of inches of ice on there and it just, you know, so I, you know, not, I'm not a traditional person, you know, it, you know, might look like on the outside, but having, you know, the deciding together what, you know, what your duties are going to be. And if you have a partner, like I said, that's, that is supportive. And like I also said before that, you know, a father is not a babysitter. He's not babysitting the kids. And I think having, looking at it in the aspect that we're partners and we're doing this together, I think that's really, really important. And it alleviates the stress from, you know, the stay-at-home mom that may feel like so much responsibility rests on her because it doesn't, you know, it's a two-way street. Um, it is a partnership. So those are some things that I would, would advise, you know, make sure there's something you really, really want to do, outlining what are the duties that the two of you are going to, how you're going to split things up and having a, a tough skin. All right. That's, that's a great way to end in the interview. This concludes this episode. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Thank you for allowing me, Fetty, to be your host today. I am really interested in connecting and growing this community. So go ahead and follow the podcast socials at It's Officially Fetty on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. This episode is available on multiple streaming services, including Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. See y'all next week.